0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you make a great point. And it's in in, in our second journal. When we're trying to mitigate hypertrophy, often we're not chasing muscle growth with this clientele of athletes. Yeah, if you're a football player, a basketball player, maybe, right? But with our athletes, rarely are we trying to bulk somebody up. So we actually use cold water immersion. In a lot of our heavy training phases to mitigate the mTOR pathway and mitigate hypertrophic responses. So we get the strength and the neural stimulus, but we make sure we negate any muscle growth, um, which is the antithesis of what you're talking to. But it's also a good tactic. So the bodybuilders are are kind of right on there and we use it for our benefit rather than than what they would be doing. it. But in, in terms of recovery, yes, we see a lot of value to cold water immersion um there's obviously the inflammation um in the body that comes with just the 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 daily training nature of what this sport is so wherever we can you know minimize and mitigate um inflammatory responses we we try to do that and cold water whole body cold water immersion is is a big one for that there's also kind of the the dopamine response of, of putting yourself through a pretty challenging exposure so you get this psychological reset uh, which again is is important for the nature of our athletes who are very type a and sympathetically driven so where they're getting sympathetic arousal from and a stimulus is is an interesting conversation of when or when not to do that right and, um so yeah we, we we you know we use a lot of different modalities and, and recovery tactics but certainly cold water immersion is, is is central to what we can uh we we, we do with our fighters
1: yeah, good question, Julie, and, and thanks, Doug, because that, that was made clear uh, and, and its importance in fight sports beyond uh, bodybuilding. You know, same thing with nutrient timing, right? And the windows, yeah. you know, in fight sports, you don't have time to sit there and debate whether or not muscle protein synthesis is going to occur in a five hour, or six hour window. You just lost four pounds, you lost sodium, you lost potassium, you lost glycogen, you got to get it all back in. So I, I, I think that that's where it, fight sports differentiate itself from a lot of the literature or the argument because you have to take such measures as you stated, particularly with the cold water immersion, and mitigating hypertrophy would be a goal. It's a fuel it, all it is is something that requires too much fuel in in most cases in, in, in a fight sport. So
0: I think like every yeah you make a great point like periodization of recovery is 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 a paradigm now that is pretty commonplace as well I would say in in high performance sports so you know we're not necessarily doing cold water immersion all the time exactly We're very targeted times or very specific phases where either we're going through a heavy heavy training load phase in a general preparation period where we might use cold water to negate any hypertrophy and then other times in fight camp we might be doing it because you need to get back on the mats tomorrow and maximize your training exposure. And therefore we can get some kind of neural relief and some inflammatory reduction um, and, and get you back onto the mats where we're trying to optimize. So it's like, are we trying to minimize and mitigate over here? Or are we trying to optimize? It's two different tools, but we never would just run cold water immersion across the year um, right. because we want it to be an insult that has a stimulus to it. And if you expose someone to the same insult, as we all know, that stimulus is just going to get suppressed and suppressed over time. So um, we try to be somewhat targeted and phased in when we'll do those types of approaches.
1: That's awesome information. Thanks. That's going to be appreciated.